BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Yeah. Welcome to my uh, bitch session, Danny. Hey, sometimes we, we got to have a session. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. <sighs> it's a good thing my wife isn't here. Otherwise, she'd have to charge you. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, mean, I, was, I was listening to your sister's podcast, and it was like, I can't be too angry about this because these people, like, not your sister, but, like, these people's lives are shit. Like, the things that they're talking about, the things that they're going through, yeah. it's like, this is rough. So, like, I'll be all right. <laughs> this is annoying but for now i'm okay um but like good on those folks because that was uh severely uh depressing but it's really interesting it's really good yeah don't tell her i said it was well done no won't won't tell her at all i'll tell her that you think that she's got work to do and that she doesn't look <laughs> like Emma do you think needs, she looks like emma stone Jones? needs improvement Wait, you think who, she looks like emma it? stone Hold on, I need to look this person up. I don't think I've ever seen her. My sister, huh? Katie Overy. Okay. If you're on Instagram, look at she, you. Oh, okay. Is she a, a voice actress? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm following her now. Um, what, what am <laughs> I looking for she, again? Oh, the podcast. Like, well, she like, yeah, she, well, the podcast is the Grief Relief Podcast. But if you got, oh. she likes posting pictures of herself. Tell me if you think she looks like Emma Stone. Oh, I forgot. That was the point of this. Does she look, look like Emma Stone? Based on the it's photo no. that is the profile thing, no. Ah! No. no. Now, now Jam is like, like, there's no way that's your sister. <laughs> no, I'm trying to do the glance thing where I look at it really quickly. Because if you look at it really quickly, I can kind of see someone maybe thinking. It really just looks it? like you're having a seizure. You know that, right? <laughs> That with your head. <laughs> so no one, no one could see it. You remember the no, scenes I don't think in Robocop where he's like having the flashbacks of being shot and he's like in the chair. He's like doing this. That's you just now. That's what doing. I was trying to glance at the image quickly, you know, without bias and just sort of no. feel like, is it, is it like anything about the bone structure that gives any sort of essence? No, you're just getting murdered. Stone. You're just getting murdered, Murphy. That's all it's at. <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't think so. 
I don't no. think she looks like Emma Stone. No, fair enough. I think it's, I think it's just the eyes, and maybe it's I don't know. Are you guys ready to talk about Cruella, who looks nothing like your sister? <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's let's talk. Let's talk movie news, and let's talk Cruella. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Hold that. Hold I, I have so many things to say. So many things. I wish Nick was here. If Me only too. Nick were here. He, like uh, I said, you, you run him off. You run him off. He, I, I, I ran him off, apparently, because I made my opinions of the movie very, very clear, and he made his opinions of the movie very clear. And I feel like we're, you know, an unstoppable force meeting an immovable object in this whole thing. Uh, knives out. Who, knives out, baby. Yeah. So I, I wish this is a conversation that never would have happened, but I probably will bring in some of his criticisms into it, just from what I recall. And you know, we'll see. We'll see what kind of addressing we do here on the on the podcast. Okay. All right. Let's do it. You guys, ready? Ready. Ready on the left. Ready on the right. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premier and flagship podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brent Jones, and this week we got Joseph Jammer Medinas and Danny K. Bartlett's in the studio. Nicholas Dahl will be back next week on this week's show. I didn't say this in two weeks. in two weeks, I'll be on, I'll be gone in two weeks. Just a heads up. Where are you going? Vacacion. Okay. I mean, since yeah. we're doing that, I'll be gone next week. Vacacion. Really? Oh, well, yeah. yeah, you're moving, huh? No, no, actual vacation. Oh, sweet. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm gonna take one more, one more ride. Um, going to Croatia. Awesome. Going to hang out on the beach. I'm going to a a wedding of a friend back in joshua tree california okay yeah can't I wait for croatia i've never been to croatia i'm sure it's lovely yeah no it's just from the pictures i don't know i'm just fucking with you i have no idea i mean it probably it's, is it was stunning i mean joshua tree is very familiar to me croatia would be a new experience so if someone said joshua tree or croatia i'd probably go to croatia just throwing that out there so i have no i have no dog in this race <clears throat> Well, I'm fortunate enough to tell you that I've been to both places and they're both beautiful in their own separate ways, but Croatia but, is gorgeous. But, yeah, that's right, I win. No one's arguing with you. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yes, they are. <laughs> Confirm. I guess I'll be here next week, neither going to anywhere exciting except staying here, talking to Nick about something. I know. I just imagine. Next week, it'll, I just wait, imagine. Next week won't it be the three of you? Next week, it'll be the three of you. And then the following oh, yeah, week. Yeah, Jam said two weeks away. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just all Yeah, so I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if In the Heights is a possibility with the Medium Popcorn podcast, guys. So, sorry. We'll have to find another movie to talk about. Because In the Heights, I think, comes out the 11th. Which would be... Uh, I mean, you guys could talk about it without me. But... Yeah, you know, you know what sucks, though, is like you're the only like registered Latino here. So <laughs> it's true. That's a good point. I have yeah. my card and everything. Yeah, get your card, everything. So I feel like we need what, to. What, like... what am, I, am, I, am I the token white guy then? Is that what that is? Oh, right <laughs> now you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. If, if, if Nick wasn't there, you would definitely be the token white guy. <laughs> What's going on? It's so dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody turn on the light. <laughs> <laughs> ah this racism is killing me anyway so we've, we've got lots of things to talk about in this show uh last but or i don't know i don't know how i'm going to phrase this but so jammer i don't you weren't here last week right Maybe you weren't I don't know. 
You weren't. No, I was. I was no, I was like, you were. Oh, no, no. This is what I'm thinking. Jammer, you weren't here when we talked about the Warner Discovery deal. That's what is happening in my head. Yeah, that was the week right. before. Right. Yeah. Um, so we had some discussions. There was some speculation. We were like, hey, what are we going to call this thing? Like, what, what is this thing called? And we're like, oh, fuck if I know. We're like, we had no idea. And I don't remember, Danny, do you remember if anybody actually landed on the, the underwhelming title that we you've actually landed on um i don't think we did uh, or, or well maybe the dear listener can remind us i don't think we did i, th- I think we were way too imaginative and creative and fun uh were you guys what, you, what names did you guys come up with because i, I, I don't, hear you i don't even remember like i think we did like warner media discovery or like we were warner trying media to discovery like hbo is what they should have done warner media discovery is what they should have named it uh, we should actually, um, before before we dig deep, talk about what the news is really quick, and then we'll dip, dip back in, because I, as a listener, I would be annoyed if you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Stop commenting on things that you didn't actually whatever, announce. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> so here's the deal. Uh, so two weeks ago, we announced that there was a deal where uh, Warner Brothers was going to merge with Discovery. And so they were going to become the latest superpower in the streaming wars. And there was a debate that we were having about you know what was going to be the name of this new show and we or this new streaming service and you know some of the ideas that we came up with were like HBO Discovery and we had arguments about not arguments discussions about what was the stronger brand which one should go first um, well you know we waited with bated breath and today we found yesterday we found out that Warner Discovery is going to be the name and it was announced. No, no, uh, Warner Bros, Warner Brothers Discovery. I'm sorry, Warner Brothers Discovery. And it was announced uh, with an MS Paint style Life of Brian um, logo with a tagline, the stuff of dreams are made of, uh, which is a reference to the Maltese Falcon and also uh, The Tempest by Shakespeare. So that's the name. What do you guys think? How do you feel about that? I think Warner Media Discovery is a stronger title, to be perfectly honest. But I do wonder how many people were there were like, oh, guys, this is their opportunity to reclaim the Warner Brothers thing, the thing that is like so steeped in history, the Warner Brothers name, and has like a lot of positive baggage. What's the word with that? I guess history is the best way of saying it. Cachet. And we want to make sure, cachet, and we want to reclaim that. So Warner Brothers, okay kind of awkward but whatever and discovery it's kind of boring and i didn't like the logo until i thought about it in black and white and it looks way better in black and white because it looks like something Classic. out of like an old ass movie yeah and i think that's what they're going for like you know you just imagine like dun 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 and that logo that's what i kind of imagine and in that sense i kind of get what they're going for but in another sense it's very lazy um the thing that I find funny about what you're saying is the the old school Warner Brothers thing. The thing that I see in my head when you say that is the WB. So for me, yeah, I, I, I think I'm more thinking about other, other not necessarily movie type, not necessarily uh, logos, but more like movie title fonts, old school movie title fonts, typefaces, okay. more of that line, and not necessarily logos. Okay, Danny, what do you think? Well, the dear listener can't see the 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 body language right now. It, it's a very boring logo, and I really don't care. 
I can't ever tell. Yeah. Like, I know it's late in Dubai, so I don't know if it's just because you're sleepy or if <laughs> yeah, it's. I, it, no, it's that that was gen. That was my genuine body language feeling about this logo, and indeed the subject. If I'm honest, it's I don't care. I've got no investment in one way or the other. I, I think what Jammer's done with the black and white logo that you can't see, listener, but I think it looked better. But it, I really tomorrow I'll forget that we ever even mentioned this. So. <laughs> This is the thing. I always I feel bad about the streaming deals because it's like, what does Danny get? Like, that's that should really be the thing. That matters. Like, what, what the fuck do I get out of this? And it's like, what do I get out of it? It doesn't at the moment. And that was what we discussed, Jammer, when you weren't here too. Is that my my um, link to the streaming networks and stuff is so different to what you guys get in the US. So this kind of like, it means nothing. I, I I'm not going to get any of this stuff in any shape or form. Um, so it really doesn't doesn't affect me. I really don't care. I think it's interesting how those companies merged and what happened there. That was a great piece of news. But this logo thing, ah, don't care. Warner Brothers yeah. Plus, Discovery Light. I, I don't know. Doesn't matter. But I do like is the black a, and white. Is this is this <laughs> the final that. logo or is this a is this an iteration? Is there? I don't know. I mean, nothing's final, right? It's true. I'll it I'll just change. How much, how much was this deal worth? How many billions of dollars? This is the, maybe they just didn't have any money to pay the art department. Yeah, they blew their whole fucking wad. They were like, huh, did we fire everybody from the art department? It's just like spider webs and shit in there. Like, they just so- hired the hired the executive assistant or secretary to just, you know, can you just, can you just throw something together really quick? Damn, get, on M- get on get on ms paint or or say thing. hey can you can you just do it can you just do a rough draft and then someone took it and said this is the final draft right and then they throw it out there in the announcement <laughs> jeez billions billions right now, of dollars paid thousands of dollars to make it black and white jammer you're going to be gutted i'm ahead of the curve if you're good at something never do it for free Pay me, pay me, and I will turn your logo black and white, Warner Bros. It will retain the spirit of your history. I'll, I'll be fair too. Fifteen hundred dollars flat rate. Ooh, that's that's some good that's some good dealing. I like it. Mm-hmm. I'd take that deal. Yeah, I would too. Except I'm poor. Make it two thousand and toy with sepia as well as just straight out black and white. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Sepia. I'll uh, I'll give you options: black and white and sepia. <laughs> Next up, yeah, from this debacle, other things are happening in the world besides this shitbag of whateverness. Uh, so <laughs> apparently, Jared's six Tarantino's coming for your your writing cred. So Quentin Tarantino Sorry. has announced. So just what? a heads up, you did you did cut out for a second there. What did you say? Quentin Tarantino is coming after your lunch. He is. He? is he, I mean, apparently that's, that's what he's doing. Uh, he's releasing a book. So he is expanding mm-hmm. on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and he's writing a novel. Yeah. This book is set to release at the end of this month, 29 June. And so you're gonna, one of the highlights of this announcement was that they're going to dive into Brad Pitt character, uh, his backstory, Cliff. So you're gonna get an expansion of that. Um, I don't remember. So, Danny, you weren't on the show. Neither were you, Jammer. It was just me and Tanya talking about this movie. I have no idea how you guys feel about this. Actually, so- I think I was on it. I think I was on that episode, too. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was me, you, and Tanya. We talked about it together. I don't think that's true. I think it was. I think you could fuck right off. I think it was. Okay. I'll let you believe that. 
Here's what I think actually <laughs> happened. I think the conversation was just so fun that you were like responding in your car while you were driving to the podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. You're looking it up now, aren't you? He's looking it yeah. up now. <laughs> <laughs> while he's doing oh, that, shit. while he's Googling, while he's Googling the thing that's going to prove him wrong. Danny, um, yeah. are you excited right. about this novel? I know that I'm right. <laughs> I am actually. I, I really enjoyed the film. I think it's one of it's one of my favourite ones of, of Tarantino's. And I'm not sure you you guys will probably be able to tell me this is true or not. Is this the first time that like this sequence where the director and writer has written a book post no film? No, oh, when's it post film, post film, post film. Hold on a second. Okay, yeah. I'm taking a step oh, back because oh. I, I was thinking of the You're like that guy on Jeopardy that's just like hits the button before the questions even asked. <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, I don't no, know it happening before, but, but certainly not something on such a bigger film as this. I mean, this is Oscar-winning film from a, you know, an Oscar-winning director with some real star power. And then he's, then he's written the book, right? It's not just a writer of the, of the story. Right. It's actually the writer-director has written a novel and delving deeper. And I actually really liked Brad Pitt's character. So the fact that it gives a little bit more about his backstory and stuff, I'm, I'm actually surprising myself when I read the article, I'm actually quite into this. I'll be looking forward to this. And it yeah. comes out in a couple of weeks too, right? Paperbacks in a couple of weeks, hardback in a uh, couple of months later or something like that. Or probably vice yeah. versa. Yeah, so as I understand it, the, the article it's that I saw was yeah. same time. Uh, but yeah, I'm actually excited about it. I, I'm actually looking forward to, to it. And Does it, it have an audiobook? Not yes, that and I it's see. Jennifer Jason Lee doing the um the voice the 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 voiceover reading the book. So she did uh, Hateful Eight. So there's a hardcover of this coming in the fall. Um, the paperback. No, I think you're e-book. right. You're right. It's Jennifer Jason Lee. She is doing the narration for this. Oh, book. really? She's doing the narration of the audiobook. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah, totally messed that up. I mean, but I mean, you're probably right. What you were going, what you were saying. It's just you know, uh, Quentin Tarantino likes to repeat who he works with. So yeah, yeah. makes sense. So I'm actually, I'm, on, I'm, on, I'm on board, Josie. I've, uh, I'm, I'm in. I'll, uh, I'll add it to my Amazon list along with the Gin Tamer trilogy that's in the basket right now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, and thank you for your donation or your, your, your patronage, oh, Danny. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're, you're welcome. I'm sorry I couldn't actually afford to do much more than that, but I am enjoying the, the updates and stuff. So oh, no problem. good luck, everybody. Patreon.com slash AJ Cerna. Just throwing that out there. Throwing that out there. ABC, always be closing. It's, ABC. it's, it's on topic. Uh, so I'm really excited about this because I earlier this, this year, probably around March, I, much to the chagrin of Kirsten, I was basically watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on repeat. You know, I just had yeah. it on my phone at my desk, just had it going because it's like a hangout, chill movie. You can kind of watch in the background. And I just, just had it going on loop. And I was just like, oh, I want to read the script. And I looked it up. I was like, there's no script. What the fuck? Usually they have the script and release it. And then I, I looked and I was like, oh, the reason why they're not is because he wants to do a novel and it's coming out later this year. So I was super excited about that. And uh, I thought it was just going to be kind of a retelling, but it looks like it's going to be, you know, dive deeper in other ways. So that's, that's exciting. It's expanding the, the once upon a time in Hollywood verse and, and creating 
Yeah. <laughs> that look of disgust on your face. Mission accomplished. That's what I was hoping for. And um, I'll yeah, save that like, for the I'm, end. I, I'm really excited to read it to see what Tarantino's prose is like. I've read his scripts. In all honesty, they're not very well written. Like they are, but like as far as like the prose, I mean, it's a script, but at the same time, he, he injects like novel-like things into it that are kind of like clearly just him. They're clearly just for him, you know, notes for him to, to kind of get himself in the mood to like read the story or to steep himself in the story. So it's nothing that's, that's meant to be read by like people. Um, so I'm curious how that translates to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's prose. Okay. So as yeah, a, as a, sorry, Joe, Jammer, as someone that's that, that's written novels and writing novels and stuff, how much of the kind of input does the editor have on that? Does it depend a lot on? Depends, like um, case by case basis. It is right. So you you are yeah. you kind of hoping that maybe the editor of choice reins him in a little bit and guides him down the novelization part rather than a script part, or you want to read it as now. he can do it and. You want to see the you want to read the raw version. The give time. it to me raw. I, read, yeah. I mean, give it give him a copy edit. That's it. Give him a copy edit. Maybe throw in some suggestions about some phraseology. But other than that, let let Tarantino be Tarantino. I'm not buying a Tarantino book to yeah. get a normal book. I'm getting a Tarantino book to get Tarantino unfiltered. What's a copy Tarantino edit? Unchained? A uh, copy edit is basically just typos. Um, a line edit is is basically going in there and make making the lines work better on. A, a I guess an aesthetic quote unquote level or like a just making it flow better and making it, helping make readability stronger and readability just like all of the above those types of things and then developmental editing which I I think is probably what you talked about where you're kind of inferring or implying a bit was is going in there and kind of helping him with restructuring and and maybe okay. like yeah. figure out does the character arc work here does it work there blah 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 and. If not, how can you fix it? That's like really in-depth stuff. I don't want them touching Tarantino on that front because he he didn't have freaking character arcs in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so it doesn't really matter. Like, yeah. that's not what we go to a Tarantino movie for. We go there just to kind of like hang out with the characters and be kind of blown away by a weird novel film bullshit. Yeah. So I'm expecting that from this book. Yeah, and I would hope that too. I was interested in your take on it as an author yourself. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty hands off with that stuff. I'm pretty liberal, loosey goosey with my opinions. They kind of go all over the place as much to like the annoyance of someone like Nick Dahl, who was just like, no, you have to be consistent. I'm like, no, I don't. Consistency is overrated. I don't know. Uh, there was this guy in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think his name was Bruce Lee. He said, be like water, mm. right? So like, that's your thing. Be like water. Mm -hmm. Be like water, sting like a be bee. Like that's the saying, right? That is the saying. Um, it, that that itself is not a saying until you just <laughs> said it. But yeah, <laughs> it is a saying. Which not only is it a good saying that I'm going to steal going forward, it's also a great segue to our next store. So oh. yeah, look at Jammer setting shit up and knocking it out. So Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft Country uh, is going to be. He's in talks to be in Creed Three. So. I don't know if you all know this. We, I think we've talked about it in the past, but Creed 3 is going to be Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut. Um, and it's coming out in November of next year. So Jonathan Majors, you've seen him in Lovecraft Country, Five Bloods. Uh, he's also going to be Kang the Conqueror in the upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp Mania. So his star is rising. Um, and I'm in the thing, given the things that I've seen him in, I'm pretty excited to see him 
in a fight. The Creed movies, I, I love the Rocky franchise as well as the Creed movies. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, curious what you gents think about it. Uh, Danny, you're the pugilist of the bunch. I'll ask for your opinion first. Uh, Creed, I loved. Creed 2, not so much. So I'm a little bit, I don't think nervous is the word, but I'm, I'm not as highly anticipating uh, or not as highly anticipating of this, this next film, regardless of who's in it. And I believe Michael B. Jordan is directing too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all a bit up in the air. I just didn't enjoy Creed 2 as much as I enjoyed Creed 1. And I hope it's not a downward dip now with these films. Um, and Stallone's not appearing in the movie either, from what I gather. Um, not, that he, not that he was the big driving force behind the, the previous two films, but he was certainly a character within them. So, yeah, I'm not holding out yet. I'll wait to hear new, more news on this one at the moment. It's not something that is on my radar too brightly. It's going to be a weird question, but how many times have you watched Creed 2? Just the once. So I saw it in theaters and I was not impressed with it. And then I watched it again. And while I wasn't impressed with it, I did appreciate it more. Um, okay. And while I definitely like... Hmm? Why, 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 why is that? What was about it? The second so where I think that the first one shows real artistry in the fights, like Ryan Coogler injected it with like, these single take fight scenes and they just look amazing. Um, The sequel has just really hard hitting bone crunching fights and, you know, you feel it. Um, I felt it just a little bit more. And so it was, it was fun and it was interesting. I, I do think on the story level, it it wasn't as good, but in terms of the, the fights and and getting there, um, I was still into it. But it took definitely two watch, two viewings. Okay, okay, that's. I fair. liked Creed two. I uh, I appreciate. I like only seen it once though. So here's the thing: is like I like Creed two a lot. I watched it. And I was like, oh, this is really fucking good. But I never have felt the need to go back and revisit it because it's very. It's a slow burn movie. Um, there's a lot of like building up towards that first fight, and then he loses, and then him basically whining for about half a movie. And then him building himself up. But the thing is, he's whining, but he's doing it in a way I'm like, I get it. This guy is, this means a lot to him. Like, he's passionate about it. Like, I could feel his passion and his anger. It's like, you know, it's like an athlete. Athletes, you know, they uh, they get emotional when they lose. And, like, you kind of feel it on that level. And, um, but it's just, it's so much of a slow burn that I'm like, do I want to revisit it? Not really, but I appreciate it for what it was. It felt I would appreciate the fact that they let it be the slow burn movie that it was. And we didn't go in the Rocky direction where each one got like progressively less indie film and more just sort of silly and just sort of set piecey. Um, This one went, felt like it delved deeper in the, into the character and actually gave him an arc. And I think that was great. Yeah. I'm really curious. As much, as much as it's going to be a subject of conversation when we talk about this week's film, the whole need and want for certain sequels, prequels, remakes, etc. I don't remember Creed 2 ending in... Like I say, it's not that I didn't enjoy the film, it's just not as much as number one, but I don't remember it feeling like it, there was anywhere to go. Obviously, there's always somewhere to go with these type of films, but I don't, I don't, don't remember there being a way of, oh, I wonder what's next in this one, or if I just not remember because I've only seen it the once, Jonesy. You, no, I, I think, think you're right. Um, I, yeah. So we don't know what's going to happen in the next one. Yeah. Um, I think you're right about not having an obvious place to go. Um, I, 
doesn't it mean they can't. Of, yeah, it doesn't mean they can't. I definitely remember when I saw that he was fighting Drago's son in the second one. I was like, well, that's a bit cash grabby, isn't it? And I still walked away feeling satiated by the movie. And so I'm hoping that they're able to go somewhere. Like boxing movies are hard, right? Because at some point you you build to this thing, this fight, and like that's what it is. Um, but as Jeremy was saying, it seems like this series has done a good job of letting you just sit with the characters and that's yep. what it's going to be about. And so for me, I'm hoping that they're able to just tap into what is it about um, Adonis and Tessa Thompson and his daughter and his mother that, that makes them gel. And I think it yep. probably will go somewhere like that because part of the storyline was that Tessa Thompson's character was losing her hearing. And so yep. this is there's probably, if they do it right, there will probably be some of that. Um, and just him grappling with being a father, um, dealing with uh, what's happening with Tessa Thompson and her having to deal with that, plus having a kid and all, just all that stuff. And I'm yeah, curious if Rocky's not in the movie, is he going to die? Yeah, I will, or, or, or it's already happened off screen, yeah. so to speak. I, I'd be curious. I mean, just when you were talking about that, I'm, I'm thinking now with the second film, the whole when Jamma, you touched on this, when he, when he loses, when an athlete loses, it's really hard. Not not because their athletic mind always help most of the time gets them through it and they come back and they come back stronger. But it's the loss of identity when you lose a match or a game or a free throw or whatever it is. When there's a loss, it's who am I now? Because I'm the world champion yeah. boxer now without this i'm fucking no one it's not true obviously and eventually they dig themselves out of it so this this third film you're talking about the the the, the illness for want of a better word of his wife and then his newborn son and maybe if he's lost rocky his father figure his mentor maybe the fight is all going to be resting around i i don't want to lose as in i don't want to go i've got too much responsibility out of the ring to put myself at risk in the ring and maybe it's about how he juggles those two things his identity as a fighter and his identity as a caring husband loving father and obviously loving son too so maybe that's the art they'll go because i don't think that wasn't done with any of the rocky films that kind of no. struggle it was always mm -hmm. an adversary like you said that was bigger stronger it was like an end of level boss right that just got a bit tougher to beat each time so i think they tried that in rocky five when mick died but it was just so cartoony at that point that you yeah. lost the thread and um, that was a shame they kind of they kind of did some of that in rocky balboa like yeah rocky balboa is much better than rocky five but unfortunately with with, with mickey dying already they couldn't do it as well but that was a great opportunity for that film, right? But they yeah. dropped the ball a little Wasted. bit. I'm glad he picked up the ball for Rocky Balboa because I thought that was no, that was a that was a nice, uh, a terrible fumble, but a nice um, uh, pickup. So it was good in that sense. They did well to do another one from that. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, Dan, I interrupted you, buddy. Sorry. Did you? I don't remember what I was talking about. I don't think you did. When, when no, I think you just said Rocky Balboa. They did better. Um, oh yeah, that's all I was saying. Rocky Balboa did did good. Did like yeah. That better than Rocky than any of the Rockies be since Rocky, two, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was good and like the the arc with his son and so what I'm hoping with this is that I think that Jonathan Majors is a really good dramatic actor and in Lovecraft Country he was already pretty jacked, um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he would do opposite uh, Michael B. Jordan. I think it'd be really good. So. 
We could probably him. fight him. Sorry, I don't know. I feel like <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that wasn't even a funny joke, but whatever. Maybe laugh. That's all that matters. That's that's the point. <laughs> so yeah, we're talking about Rocky. We're talking about legacies. Let's talk about Jupiter's legacy. Uh, yeah. It's gone. We're Jupiter all has oh. no legacy. Jupiter I haven't even seen no it yet. I fucking haven't even seen it yet. I, I, don't I, worry I, about I, it. I, don't bother. Yeah, that was what the conversation was. Do you remember? Should I bother watching this or not? And then it was kind of like, yeah. yeah. And now it's, yeah. Sounds like that was everybody else too. I I stopped (laughs) watching it after I think the second episode, maybe the third. And then after the podcast, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to go back to that show. (laughs) As did the rest of the world. So... If you haven't heard the news, Miller World's Jupiter's Legacy has been sort of canceled by Netflix. And I think that's kind of the interesting thing about it. So Netflix bought Miller World uh, in 2017. It paid about $30 million for it. And so this is just a bunch of properties and things of that nature. Yeah, wow. Um, That they have access to their own superhero universe that they were going to build on. And Jupiter's Legacy was the first. Um, it was kind of like mediocre. Uh, I think generally we agree that it was mediocre uh, tripe. And what I uh, think is interesting, a, I don't like that word. I, I feel bad. Trite. That's a that's a rough word. That's like some film school word that people use, and it makes it sound like more boring than maybe it is. Like, I, I don't think it was. I mean, oh, he said tripe. Yeah, tripe. Oh, that's what, what I thought he said. Tripe. That is what I said. Okay, I thought you said I thought you said it was trite, which no. I mean it kind of whatever. It's tripe, trite. I put them I was all on the same let you level. Go on. I was just gonna let you go on of... and then say like I didn't say that. Oh, <laughs> sorry, right, well, tripe, tripe. Tripe feels also harsh. I will say, like I think it's this, <laughs> this the show itself. I didn't like it, but I'm like throwing some some smart <laughs> words at it, like tripe. It just seems. <laughs> it seems like you know salt in the wound. Well, it's the thing. So about this story, um, despite the fact that they have canceled it, they're still going to make Super Crooks, which is a show that is basically like Ocean's Eleven meets X-Men, and it takes place in the same universe. So a bunch of supervillains are going to get together to do the ultimate heist. And that's what we're going to get next from Miller World and Netflix. Um, no timeline. Does it? It does. Well, the reason why is because uh, I think I've had enough of them tr- of deconstructing superhero movies. And if I'm going to watch a deconstruction of a superhero movie, I'd rather watch it deconstruct within the actual universe itself. Like I'd rather see DC do it or Marvel do it. I don't want to see some off-brand, you know, versions of them and then deconstruct it that way. I think I've just gotten over that. Like I- I'm at this point where I'm like, ah, do I really want more superheroes outside of the big two? I don't think so. So if you're going to do that, do something different with it don't just deconstruct make it into something that's potentially fun and unique and but here's the thing well well he's well, well, basically well. suicide squad yeah you're right fair <laughs> enough you talked me out of it you know fuck this show <laughs> it's tripe it's tripe it's tripe it's tripe tripe Danny, how do you feel about the uh, Super Crooks? <laughs> Super Crooks news. Uh, it's difficult. I've not. I'm not familiar with that property in comic book form at all. So, if it, unfortunately, based on this current um, 
Oh, shit, I've even forgotten what it's fucking called now. What are we talking about? Jupiter's Legacy. Legacy. That's it. That's it. Well, Jupiter's Legacy. If it's like this, which hasn't exactly been received wonderfully well, then I guess I'm not excited. But I refer to you guys. Should I be? Was the comic book of this, this kind of thing? Certainly in the write-up about it being a group of bad guys getting together and pulling off this heist, it certainly sounded more interesting and wasn't the, a run-of-the-mill superhero story. So like Jammer was saying, that certainly sounds more interesting. But is it in the comic book form? What was it? Is it... Jones, not I, don't think, I don't think any of us... No, I'm not, I'm not a Miller World dude um, uh, or a Mark Miller person. But like I will say, like it, just at a premise level, it sounds more interesting to me even if we've yeah. had Suicide Squad, we've had one Suicide Squad movie and then maybe Guardians of the Galaxy if you want to count them on the same level. I, c- I can have more of them. I can have more movies like that. Give me more bad guys doing things that you want to succeed. I'll go with you that. You think they should have a league of their own? Yes. Yes, they okay. should. I, I agree with you. I think that generally the premise does sound more interesting, but given what I've seen of Jupiter's Legacies universe... Um, I don't know that I care. And some of it was the execution, right? It wasn't the universe itself because the broader questions that the universe was talking about, I was more interested in. It was just the execution. And unsurprisingly, we're talking about me here. It was the kids that got on my nerves the most. And the, the wigs that are on par with every Woody, Woody Harrelson wig out there. God damn. Really bad. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Let there be carnage indeed. <laughs> is that a segue you know, it's too? actually is it no it's not no but uh no, no. i will say you know woody harrelson's wig in let there be carnage looks better than it did in venom and it looks better than oh, it yeah. did in hunger games so were you here for this we talked about that were you here for this we did we talked about okay yeah yeah, yeah it was like the first thing you said like oh yeah it's 11 billion times better yeah pretty much but yeah uh, speaking but yeah, of woody harrelson what no go for it segue it out segue it up Gonna do it. I'm gonna make it. I can make it. Given uh, that we were talking about Woody Harrelson, who was in Solo, I don't know if you guys Ah. have seen that there was. Ah, see, Mm. see if I can chain chain all these fuckers together. So Solo is getting a sequel in comic book form. The first issue is out today. Uh, It's called Star Wars: War of the Bounty Hunters, and so this is uh, a sequel to Solo in the sense that Kiara. Who is a new character for Kira? Kira? Yeah. I like Q dash I R A. I like mine better. This is okay. why you're here. I need you here for these names. Um, so, <laughs> you're, are you filling in for, for Nick Dahl today? I don't know. I My name is Jonesy. I'm filling in for Nick Dahl. We needed you a couple of weeks ago, Jammer, for Shang-Chi, Shang-Li, Chong Chong. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a rough one. We, we must have got about five different versions of that now. Oh, my God. It's I Shang-Chi. Just, Shang, Shang Chi. That's it. Shang Chi. No, how was that? Sorry, how did that happen? I just. How did that happen? I said Shang Chi. You're like Shang Chi, Shang Chi. No, no, not Shang. Shang. That's it. Shang. Shang Chi. There you go. Okay. Man. Shang Chi. So yeah. yeah. I've been um, fucking written down. So I'm trying to remember Shang Chi. Phonetic. Yeah. Um. So yeah. You call Kira. Kira's back. And so this is going to be a sequel to Solo in that sense. Um, I, I, I thought Solo was a rather mediocre movie and uh, I'm not particularly excited for this news, but what do you think, um, Jammer? I mean, 
I I would be up for it, but I don't think I'm gonna read the comics. I'm not a huge fan of the Star Wars comics in general. Nothing particularly wrong with them. They're just not my cup of tea. They're not how I like to ingest the Star Wars mythos. I would prefer to do that in movie form and maybe in book form on some occasions, but relatively rarely there even. Um, so I, I agree that I, I'd be interested in revisiting, but I don't think I will want to in comic form. So you know, I like the idea of it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. That's what exactly I was about to say. I like the idea more than I like this, because I think we were just talking about the idea of like, if you're not going to make the sequel or whatever, just give me the script, right? Like, I just, mm -hmm. I just want to see what happens. Tell me what you think happens. So this isn't a movie. Like, I don't give a fuck about these. If, if I these wanted characters. to know more, I would right. have gotten it. Like, for example, if they had done this for Justice League Snyder Cut, or if they do this for Justice League 2 and 3, I'll get those comics. Yep. But I guess I wasn't, while I enjoyed Solo at the time, I was like, yeah, sure. That was fine. Like, I don't have a, like, I have some problems with it, but I'm not like, you know, I'm not like Jonesy here rolling his eyes and shaking his head. I thought I was like, yeah, whatever. But I'm not as invested enough to want to go into comic book form. Okay. Danny. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the same page as Jammers. It's the Star Wars comics were never really something that I, I went into and enjoyed so much. Um, it was always either the films, obviously, or the books, the expanded X expanded universe, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It was more the book form. And I think that's because you, I felt you just got more of a, you got more of a story, right? You got more time and spread out. And I just preferred reading about these things. Um, so yeah, nice to know what might happen in the future of those characters, but I'm not interested in the, the comic book form of that story, sadly. You know, you know what's funny? Here's what I, I don't feel bad for, but I think it's funny. Um, the folks who are just like canon nerds, I feel like Disney is going to make this comic book. They're going to say that it's canon. People are going to be really into it. And if it becomes popular, then they'll just say, you know what, we'll make a solo. And then they'll just tell you that it's not canon anymore. Um, and just <laughs> and just make it. And then people will just be pissed and lose their minds. So probably I'm, I'm looking forward to that eventuality. Like I really want that. <laughs> just out of principle. Well, I, I guess... I guess my beef with people who are really upset about the expanded universe stuff um, is that that's just comic books generally. Yeah, it's just comic books, right? And I, people who have read comic books have always lived with this idea that the comic books are not canon to movies. And just because someone told you that a book was and that it's not any longer does not then take away the enjoyment that you had for yeah. the book as you read it at the time. And that I, I remember, that that remember is... that argument later today, but continue. I know where you're going with that and I have a way to distinguish. Okay. But here we go. So yeah, we'll put a pin in that one. Um, yeah, I, I just think it's a weird and, and weird and interesting thing. So but it'll be interesting. We'll see, we'll see. Anything else, anything else on this? Um, so I'm pretty sure you guys correct me if I'm wrong. Taika Waititi at some point is you're down wrong. to he's not. No, I'm kidding. I have no idea what you're talking about. Continue. He's supposed well, to. I'll, I'll happily correct you if you are wrong. Yeah, don't worry. I will correct you. I just wanted what to prove is, that I would in case. What is with you, Jeopardy buzzer dudes? Just like. <laughs> <laughs> Taika Waititi, who is also going to be directing a Star Wars movie, 
uh, at some point in the yes, near he is. Future, that is correct. Uh, his rap filming <laughs> on Thor four. So that is also correct. Um, so yeah, uh, he is. He has said that this is the craziest thing he has done. So love uh, and thunder. It's a wrap. Sometimes two people come together to inspire the world and change the cinematic landscape forever. And then there's me and Chris Hemsworth, who are too cool to care about anything except making this movie that brings people absolute joy. Okay, I don't look cool. I know that. This film is the craziest thing I've ever done. And I'm honored to bust my ass to have nervous breakdown so you all can see it in May of 2022. Uh, I find this statement to be completely crazy for a guy who cosplayed as an imaginary Hitler um, <laughs> during World War II. Thing. Just it's, to think that like this, this is the, it's okay. It's more crazy than that, yeah. <laughs> I'm in. In all I'm fairness, in. in all fairness, a lot of people have dressed up as Hitler. It's not exactly novel. No, but he was a, a child's imaginary friend, Hitler. Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Oh yeah, I've seen it. It's a great movie. Yeah. Like he was, he was an imaginary Hitler and was like coaxing this kid along and doing. Like I just told, shit. I just like said, I just, yes. I just, I'm just saying that it just, it, I'm saying it out loud, not necessarily for you, but really just to digest and understand what he's saying about like, no, 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 this, this is the craziest thing I've done. Like, okay, dude. Yeah, and this is also the man who got caught on the balcony kissing Tessa Thompson and another singer at the same time. Uh, much to the ire of Disney, but this. To this, be fair, I looked. I done. looked at that photo. She, they kissed each other, and he was just kind of back with his head turned. So, I love that you think that makes it different. But sure, he's just like, ah, I'm not in this. Okay. I thought it was another stage one when I saw it. I thought it was just another one of him teasing us, teasing the media and stuff, and just having some fun. But I mean, it might be. I, I, I quickly swiped and couldn't give a shit for much longer than that i, I didn't care what two consenting adults are up to or in this case three consenting adults are up to i i think the only reason why i lingered was not the imagery it was what disney's reported reaction to it was which was oh, right. I said, I didn't even read, I didn't even well that. here's here's where the only the only thing i maybe see is that i could see there maybe being sort of a power dynamic between a director and an actor okay that's yeah. it that's that's that. the main thing. Other than that, whatever. It's the optics. So I don't know how. I mean, it's not just the optics. It's it's not at all the optics. It's more of just like, are there are there any implications in terms of like, oh, they did this because work reasons or whatever, you know? Is there like he's in a position where he could potentially do things for these for an actress, and it's just a little fishy. So it's a little. It's a little weird. It's like it's like making out with somebody else's wife and then your boss. Maybe. Because Taika Waititi is basically Tessa Thompson's boss, right? Yes. I thought you said wife. Wife and boss? I mean, I don't know. Okay. Someone else or some other girl, your boss, and then yeah, and your boss. Sure. So I guess the reason why, I think you're right. I think you're right to be concerned about the power dynamics. I, I guess the reason why I talked about it was the optics is because to Danny's point, had this been something that was done behind closed doors, I don't think it would be that much of a deal. Like directors date actors and actresses all the time. Um, it's true. One yeah. of the most, not famous, but one that immediately jumped to my mind was Rosario Dawson, I think. 
Um, oh God, was it Who'd she Danny date? Boyle? Is it Danny Boyle? Really? Um, I can't think of the name of the movie. There was a movie that she did with James McAvoy where there was a painting involved and all this other stuff. But anyway, she dated the director of that movie and it's just like, to Danny's point, consenting adults, who cares? Um, but for me, the concern about the optics of the power dynamic in the world that we live in right now could be problematic. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that makes sense. We are, we are you totally, think, huh, what? Yeah, no, go, no, let, yeah, let's, let's guide it back to the, the uh, rap of the main thing. Thor. Yeah. Thor. So I was just going to say, what do you guys think, given what we've seen of Thor Ragnarok um, from Taika Waititi as well? What is it that could make this that much crazier? I just think he, I just think he's been going to be given even more of a free reign to do what he wants with color and characters and situations and things. I think it's just going to be I don't think it's going to be that much more I don't think it's going to be completely over top so it doesn't fit within the MCU. I just think he's just going to be given hey, go and have fun with it. Go and do what you would do. There's got to be a, one or two links to the rest of what's going on in phase 4, but have fun with it. So I'm just expecting crazy characters more color and, and and more humor in that sense. I don't think he's. I don't think it's going to be completely batshit crazy, clockwork orange, like mumbo jumbo nonsense. I think I think it's still going to be some sort of control to it. But I just think he's going to be having fun, and I think that's going to show. Probably it's going to be a yeah. fun film. Okay. I don't see it being mental, but uh, but yeah, and I'm super excited about it too. So I think we we could certainly do with that right now. We could certainly do with a film that is just a whole shit ton of fun. And 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 you know family friendly nonsense that is tied to the MCU and brings us back into it and excited for the films that then come after it or just before it obviously but yeah I'm excited about it. I think it's great I'm not worried about it at all I'm not worried about it being too crazy okay. I think that's just him telling it yep. Jammer same question uh, what is it that you think could be crazier about like what are you expecting is there anything that you think based on his statement. Of what that could maybe possibly mean a ridiculous amount of improv to the point where it's just like super and silly and maybe half way doesn't make sense but we're gonna go with it because why not probably like the same things that lucasfilm were concerned about when they fired phil lord and chris miller about making solo too goofy and too weird too off character and then i'm just saying like ah fuck it we're gonna do our own thing yeah I'd say probably along those lines super goofiness like thor ragnarok dialed up an extra couple of notches maybe Okay. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah, um, and I think I think there was I think there was space in Ragnarok to turn it up from eight to ten. I just hope they don't go to eleven, right? But they can certainly go from eight to ten. But why wouldn't you just would... make eleven ten? <laughs> well, because eleven, don't you? Because it's eleven. Mm. It's, 11 it's more than ten. It's more than ten. Yeah. Duh. Mm. Come on. Sounds weird. Sounds weird. Yeah, but that's because you've hardly had any sleep. Everything sounds weird. It is. It's true. I thought that was a joke. Wasn't that a joke? The guy said like, hey. It was a joke. Yeah, we, we ran yeah. with it. We ran oh, okay. with it. We, yeah. we played with you in that joke and you fucking okay. didn't notice it because you're too sleepy. So I am sleepy. <laughs> I am sleepy. I'm sleepy. I need coffee. I got Actually, I don't need coffee. It's like nine o'clock here. I need to need no coffee now. Um, so on from the MCU to the... Uh, Sony, what did Sony call it? They have a name for this thing now. Yeah, uh, Sony's Universe of Marvel Characters. Sure, whatever. We'll move to their shit show of stuff. Um, so Sounds like Sony, the same person that did the Warner Discovery logo, right? That name up. Same dude. They sorry, sorry. So Sony, much more money Sony, than us. 
the Sony <laughs> Pictures universe of Marvel characters. Fucking hell. <laughs> Worlds of DC, Sony, like I can't even repeat that. Anyway. Jammer, just jammer, just say it again, but say it in black and white. It'll be so much better. Fuck, I, I, I got rid of the tab. The so this this fuck, what is it called? The Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. <laughs> no, it visually sounds better. You know what Sony's universe better, is? Yeah. You know when you would go to like the store and you would tell your mom like, "Hey, I want the Fruit Loops," and she'd be like, "No, no, no, this shit in the bag. That's just as good. Like the one at the you, bottom by your feet. You're gonna get fruity hoops instead. Yeah, you're gonna get some the ones fruity that are in the bag. That's Sony's like off-brand Marvel bullshit. Like that's what this is. <laughs> sorry, sorry, not sorry. That's what it is. Anyway, the news coming out of this this place. Ugh, ugh, I just hate Venom so much. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson of MCU fame has been cast as Craven the Hunter. So his film is going to be coming out in, I think, uh, 2023. Um, we have some, yeah, January 23rd, 23. And you know, we had some, I guess, could you call Boss Logic fan art at this point? Or is he just like, he's just yeah. the man? Like, Yeah, I think it's, here's the thing. The, the dirty secret of all artists, they're, they're all they all do fan art. Like even the most legit of fan art, of legit artists out there who are creating AAA blockbuster shit fucking will turn around and draw a picture of Gravity Falls fan art or some shit, whatever. It's just, that's, that's what they all do. So it's all fan art. Yes. So yes, he does fan art. Okay. Um, so apparently Aaron Taylor Johnson was in a film with, um, excuse me, with Brad Pitt, I think it's called Bullet Train. And the folks saw that and were like, hey, that guy could be a good Craven the Hunter. And apparently they hadn't even seen uh, or did not recognize him as being Quicksilver from the MCU. Oh God. Which I find, well, to be fair, yes. here's the deal. Aaron Taylor What's Johnson, he's super plain looking. I never recognize him in any movie that he's in. Nothing I think against he's handsome. Him. No, I didn't say he was bad looking. I just said he was unrecognizable in every role that he does he said plain that mean i don't mean plain as in like uh your unattractive sense i mean plain as I in see. like your generic generic i see he he's literally like i couldn't i had a so hard time saying he would him. fit in with this fruitos universe maybe but i had a, i had a, a hard time knowing who he was in godzilla because he looked like soldier b <laughs> wait you know what's funny about that he was in uh tenet right that's how I felt about him in Tenet. I was like, is that him? And I was like, oh, I guess it is. Um, so yeah, it's kind of exciting. Craven Hunter has a Russian accent. So I guess we're getting Sokovian accent coming back. Um, <laughs> Danny, how do you feel about this news? Yeah. I, it wouldn't <laughs> have been my first choice. He wouldn't be my first choice. I'm Who gonna, would be your I'm first choice? Uh, not him. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna play Jammer's role here a little, or not play Jammer's role. Just to feed him off what Jammer said about him. He's completely generic and does, and I don't recognize him in roles. Maybe that's what's gonna make him this great choice because we're just gonna be completely blown away that he actually looks like Craven the Hunter or, or acts like we expect Craven the Hunter to act. So maybe I should go on the other side of the fence and go, hey, let's give him a chance. I'll wait till the movie comes out. <clears throat> But it wouldn't yeah. have been my first. 
that's that's a good argument though because yeah because he, he's so plain he could just blend into whatever role he does i'm gonna probably yeah. forget by the time i see the movie that it's him and i'll just be like who the fuck is that <laughs> it's craven who's that dude wearing the, why is soldier b wearing a lion what the fuck's going on <laughs> i look up soldier b on imdb it's like what the fuck where is he i don't see it anymore <laughs> I will say I, I am very sad for for and I, I'm this is my turn to butcher his name. I don't know how to say his name. Stefan Kapachik. The guy That's who plays a, the guy who plays a Colossus in the Deadpool movies. Oh. I know he really wanted to play Craven the Hunter. Uh, alas, he will not be playing Craven the Hunter. I mean, isn't that a lot of people though? A lot of people are like, hey, I wanna I wanna play sure, this I mean, person, yeah. I'll get that person. So you, mean, just happen, yeah. you just happen to know his name. I don't feel bad. Sure. That's fair. Okay. I, right. And barely, only barely, barely know his name. Oh. Yeah, right. I, I knew what it was. I know it had a C with like a little loop de loo above it and then an I and then a C with an accent over it. Was it loop de loo? No, no. Is it loop de loo? No, I think it might be. It's a, a fruit out. Yeah, it's a, it's a symbol I don't know the name for. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Back to the uh, to the Fruit Loops side of the universe. Now, the MCU. So Denai Guerrero has confirmed that okay, it will be back in the Black Panther spinoff series that's hitting Disney Plus at some point in our lifetimes. Um, which should be exciting. Um, I enjoyed her character; she's super fun. Um, there isn't really a lot to grab onto for this um, story. Not entirely sure why I included it, but I, I guess it's exciting just to know that that continuity will be there. Um, and I think my, oh, I know why. The way I feel about this will probably be impacted by how I feel about Black Panther 2. So my level of excitement will raise or lower based on what I see happen in Black Panther 2. So that's why I'm kind of, uh, I am hesitant on this news, even though I like her a lot. So, yep. Danny, what you what you think? Yeah, I'm. T- I've, I'm sorry to add no more um, to that to what you've got to say. I totally agree with you. I think she's great in what she's been in. I'm happy she's coming back, but until we have some sort of other context to it, I'm good. I'm glad she's back. I like her. Agree. I like her character. I have nothing more so, yeah. to add as well. Yeah, she's good. I hope movie's good. Her show's good. Wait, is it Black Panther 2 or are we talking about the series? Sorry. Series. Uh, did you series. Okay, yeah. series. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad. Uh, but I have nothing more to add, really. We'll see how things go. Like, I, It's hard for me to get excited about this stuff until I see like a trailer. Yeah, me too. It's also just ethereal or fluid, as it were. Fluid like a jammer's opinion. Okay. I can dig it. And You're talking about yourself as a third person now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm yeah. influential. um and so given that we're going to be talking about cruella today it's appropriate that we've got some joker news because it's basically the same movie according to nick um so joker 2 has found a writer and apparently todd phillips is coming back to write the film to uh 2019's breakout hit joker starring joaquin phoenix um, it seems as though there were some discussions before about there potentially being a sequel to this. Um, and it's the statements that I've seen were basically all the same things that you 
see people say where it's like, I'm only going to come back if they have a really good idea or blah, 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 all that good stuff. So they said those things. Um, as someone who wasn't really a fan of Joker, I, I feel like I'm probably not the best person to speak on this. So Jammer, as the person with uh, Jay in his name, what do you think about this? Yeah, sure. Sure. That's More it. That. Like literally, because I'm like, I thought the movie ended at a good place. We didn't need another one. But yeah, I'm the person who's like, I'm never, I'm never gonna be like, oh, we don't need that. Uh, because there's always room for good stuff. There's always room for good story in any concept. And so I'll I will wait until you know you at least see a trailer or have an idea of what it's about before I really give any strong opinions one way or another. I will say I've Regardless of what you think of Joker, I think Todd Phillips is a talented filmmaker. I'll just go back and watch The Hangover and realize how good of a mystery movie that is. The first one. Go with the first Hangover and realize how great of a mystery movie that is and how well-crafted it is. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Two and three? He did, but I'm talking about the first one. Okay. I see. The second and third ones don't negate the first one. I I didn't say that they did. What's the matter? You implied it. You implied it. I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. And War Dogs? Fucking lawyer. Interesting. I can't do the Tucker Carlson face because I always laugh. I can't. <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Uh-huh. There you go. Good job. You did do the Tucker. That was actually really uncanny. Good job. Yeah, okay. Looking forward to it. You're excited. You're excited, Todd Phillips. I did not say that at all. I didn't say that at all. Brilliant, brilliant <laughs> filmmaker. Next Scorsese. Your words, a lawyer again. <laughs> He's the next Scorchy in the making. Danny, yes. what do yeah. you think about this? I'm, I'm totally gonna um, call him Scorchy if I ever meet him. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I'm, I'm pleased that Todd Phillips is back. Um, if if someone's gonna write it, I'm happy that it's him. And it also depends on if um, young Mr. Phoenix is gonna um, be happy with it too, because he, I don't believe he's ever done a sequel of of anything as has he don't think he has so if, if he so. i would get the feeling that if he hasn't and he agrees to do this then i would have more confidence that it would be a film of you know of Already. equal part in the first one whether or not you think that's a good thing or a bad thing a lot of people thought it was a good thing a billion dollars is a there's a lot of people thinking it's a good thing so so yeah with those two people involved and if they're happy then i've got no reason to be unhappy i'll, I'll watch it that but I will say, like, logic. I didn't. I didn't feel the need to watch it again. I found it quite. It's quite hard. Right? I mean, I'm not comparing it in any way to. But like, uh, you guys have obviously seen it. But a film like um, um, Saving Private Ryan, such a great film. But I it was such. I don't really feel like I need to go through that again. You know, that that journey again. So, Joker was a bit like that for me. That was good. That was impressive. Whew. I feel like I need a shower and to go and watch some sort of Tom and Jerry cartoon or something. Which luckily Warner Brothers did provide you recently. So they that's did. good. Yeah. yeah. And mm. I needed another shower after I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so no, that, that, that's it. Uh, yeah, those two involved, I'll have to give it a shot for sure. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds good. Um, we're done with news. You guys ready to talk about who are? Still. Like the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like break glass. Anyway, uh, Cruella. So Cruella is Disney's latest film that uh, 
kind of does the wicked, right? So Maleficent was um, the first film that they released to do it. And they've done it again. Maleficent made a crap ton of money. So somebody at Disney said, hey, let's just do that again. Um, right now on the rating scheme, Cruella has a 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, so it's really interesting, very consistent across the board. Uh, this is the film about young Estella, who is a clever grifter who's determined to make a name for herself in the fashion world. She soon meets a pair of thieves who appreciate her appetite for mischief. And together, they build a life for themselves on the streets of London. Um, sorry, when, hmm. sorry, Judge, when Jammer did that and he changed his backdrop, it looks like it's his fucking hair that's white and black. <laughs> <laughs> So, sorry, listener. Joseph Jammer Medina has just changed his backdrop to a picture of Corella, but all we can see is the hair, and it seems to be coming out of Jammer's head. Which is funny because <laughs> when he does that, strangely enough, <laughs> he looked a bit like Beetlejuice. I was thinking Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> yes, with the big beehive bun thing. Yeah, you gotta do like the clap. <laughs> I don't clap. drink wine. <laughs> Actually, it's weird. Sorry, I like that movie. I like that movie. I shouldn't, but I do. I think it's because I saw it. Young. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Do they? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Really? Huh? Yeah. It's like a pop culture classic, even if it's not an amazing movie. Interesting. Okay. Francis Ford Coppola, right? Yeah. Fucking Gary Oldman chewing up the scenery. Keanu Reeves Keanu chewing up the British Reeves. accent. So good. So good. I'm gonna watch that this weekend. I love that movie. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> See, that's how you can tell I don't want to talk about this movie. I'm already, already moving on. Um, Danny, non-spoiler impressions of this film. Uh, oh, I wish, I wish, I can't remember what 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 I put in the Slack, um, but I, I thought it was great. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was confusing. It had boring moments. Uh, I was wondering, left wondering what the fuck, but ultimately I enjoyed it. A very divisive movie in, for just one person to watch. I'm so confused by this film in good ways and bad ways. <laughs> That's my short Twitter verse review of this film. Just gonna vomited that up on the screen, huh? Okay. Jammer, <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I thought this movie was a lot of fun. I I was surprised how much it managed to get me to care about Cruella and you know jasper and horse and all those characters and to kind of get me on her side and just be really engrossed in this weird little roll doll-esque world they created so i i overall really thought it was fun it was the first movie on disney plus that i paid for premium the premiere mm. rate that i didn't regret okay okay i'm sorry i thought there was more to that okay all right no all right. Um, I thought it was fine. I would. I think I'm just below those ratings, so I don't tend to do points. So when I say point, I mean like point fives. So I would give it a seven, seven and ten. I think it's fair. enjoyable at times. I just think it's too damn long. And also fair. I I know what you were getting at before, Jammer, about. Um, being wed to the original thing and whatever. And I hold on, think that, hold on. Do we want to? Do we want to being wed to the original thing? What do you mean? 
uh, having some feeling about the original 101 Dalmatians that makes me feel a certain. Do you way want about this. to? Uh, do you want to maybe clue in the audience of what what that is? Since I don't think we talked about what that thing is. What thing? The thing that you're referring to, because I don't, I don't think I, I mentioned it in my little blurb right now, did I? No, you said it at the top. You were talking before. You said remember oh. the argument for later. Oh, okay. So the argument for later, the minute you talked about how, uh, yeah, not being wed to the original source material and understanding that there are different alternate ways yeah. of interpreting characters. I, okay. I said that already. I, I, that wasn't clear. That was podcast. Clear. This podcast is going to be real long. You just keep repeating what I'm saying. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I I, as someone who grew up with the original property, one of the questions that I did find myself struggling with was like, who is this for? And it's not for kids. My kids bolted from the room 30 minutes in, if not less. So it's for me, I guess. And so I guess we'll, we'll jump off of my, uh, my thoughts and feelings about this movie and figure out who Jammer is. Who are you? Who are you? Who am I? Uh, I mean, who am I? I don't know, but I mean, like, I, I'm always, uh, unlike most people. So the thing is, I think the thing that uh, I wasn't sure what to expect going into this movie, I saw that two hour and 17 minute runtime. I was just like, whoa, I'm scared. This is going to be really boring. It's the same feeling I go into every Christopher Nolan movie, really terrified that I'm going to be really bored. Uh, but I was happy to say that even though the movie was too long, that I was pretty entertained throughout. Um, and I came out pretty positive about it as you heard from my review but i could not escape this thought online that everyone had already decided that they hated the movie already from day one we don't need this movie after watching the thing oh spoiler alert her mom gets kicked off the balcony by dalmatians saying like oh that's fucking stupid and lazy writing if you stop there sure but that's not how it ends she doesn't hold a vendetta against dalmatians because of that moment clearly that's 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 not what this movie is. So I just feel like too many people went into this movie already making up their minds about things. And I think that affects who is this movie for is the cynical nature of the internet. I would say who is this movie for under normal circumstances, ages 12 and up. Anyone who is interested in sort of a fun sort of semi-rebellious movie what? Oh, sorry. I'm playing with batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Jonesy here was asking, what is this clack? This clipping? Yeah, what is this clicking noise? sound? I'm expecting like a serial killer to like pop up behind one of you guys, like to somebody <laughs> fucking with. Never mind. Go ahead. There is one behind Jammer. <laughs> uh, but, anyways, what was I saying? Uh, 12 and up. 12 and up. Oh, yeah, I'd say ages 12 and up. Anyone who's looking for sort of a somewhat rebellious take on a character, um, someone who maybe enjoyed the original things, like, hey, this is interesting. Maybe this is something different. And what I really enjoyed about this movie is it felt like it felt like whoever took it on was just like, I'm going to do something different and creative with this. Someone just who enjoys, I don't know, fun stories. Sorry, I'm doing it again, aren't I? Yeah, I was gonna put the goddamn batteries down. <laughs> Doing fun, like, fun stories. I just think it's, I'm not sure it's it's specifically towards a tart demographic outside of um, as, as wide a swath as anyone can take. I just think if you get rid of like those kids under age 10, you're probably 
in a good range there. It's just a matter of how open the audience is to whatever experience it is. So yeah. did that help? Or was I super just vague about it? Because I actually do recognize how it's like almost family friendly, but not quite enough family and not enough, not quite as entertaining as it should be for younger kids, but it's still, I think, appropriate for most ages. Oh yeah. I don't think that there's anything that adults like watching us with their kids would find offensive. Not that I recall. No, but I, just think I mean, she did go on that one bender. Kids, you always to just be bored. Yeah. 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 That's the, that's the real danger. That's the real danger of boredom. That's the real danger. That comes from the perspective of a parent though. You're like, Oh, my kid's going to be bored and they're going to run off. No, 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 no. I mean, if, yeah. So if my kids are bored and they run off, that means they're somewhere else doing something terrible. That's the real danger. That's like me and my dog. I feel the same way. Why is it so quiet? Fuck. Yeah. Why is he quiet? Where the fuck is he? Oh, damn. Yeah, There's vomit chewed. all over the carpet. He's chewed up <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Danny. So, I mean, would you, would you agree? Oh, is there, where, who is this for? Like, did you ever come to any conclusion about that? Um, and I almost feel like that's a good thing because I, I think too often we, we put these movies in a basket or in a box and say they have to appeal to this otherwise why bother making them and i almost am happy that we have something that doesn't isn't quite as confined like it's a family-friendly movie that doesn't necessarily appeal to younger ages but you know like is there anything wrong with having a movie that appeals to those type of people no i don't think there is I, i think one of the reasons that i struggled with it was because of where the character was lifted from um and so it felt like it was supposed to be for a certain kind of person, if that makes sense. Someone who grew up with this or had some familiarity with the property. And as someone who does, I think that that was my frustration with the movie generally. Um, she's a different character. She's not mm-hmm. that person. And I, that's the part that bothered me about it. And from a cynical point of view, if you're going to make the person that different, I don't understand why it has to be that person. And that this is coming from someone that didn't enjoy Maleficent. Um, I didn't enjoy Maleficent either. I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, I, I think in answer to your question, I think the easy answer is money. Yeah. Disney was like, hey, we'll do this for money. But then and someone came the and says, part. someone says, oh, I have an idea to make it different. And then they do something and create what I think is a pretty good movie. And I appreciate that they were able to take that cynical cash grab and turn it into something that I thought was relatively fun and, and, and managed to get me to care about this character to the point where by halfway through, I was just like, I really hope she doesn't become that person at the end. I don't want her to be that. I was then really why even have it be would. Cruella? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, why have it be I Cruella? Think, I think that's the thing. And so I, that's the I part think, that I don't with. care that much. I grew up watching 101 Dalmatians. I love it. It's one of my favorite movies growing up. But at the end of the day, I don't care if you change the core of Cruella. She doesn't, she's not fucking Darth Vader. She's not like somebody who I'm really invested in who she is as a human being. She is a character that is sort of like just a part of pop culture. You could do whatever the fuck you want with her. And that's fine. Like, yeah, it's, you're not changing a, 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 like someone with a lot of nuance there. It's not that you're changing someone with a lot of nuance, I think the appeal to her character and the appeal to Maleficent's character is that they were just pure, unadulterated evil. And there's a guilty that does not about. appeal to me. It does to me. And so yeah. for me, that's the thing that I enjoyed watching about that character. And so I'm going to Nick Dollett and 
shoot my own argument in the foot and just say like the the weird thing though is I do really enjoy Wicked and so there's a part of me I think what you touched on about the money aspect of it is really the part where I I feel very cynical about it um everything though every creative project out there almost every creative project was predicated on someone being like I can make money off of that and then someone in there going like well sure but i also have this idea maybe we can help each other out i make a movie that i want to make you get some money hey hey and then filmmaking is born so like i just don't think that's that's just hollywood that's making art that's making commercial art that's just the way it is so i guess i'm not as bothered by that as as some people are um you said something before that that i wanted to touch on what the heck was it notes um about oh yeah so about wicked and maleficent what i write appreciated about this one is maleficent and wicked what they tried to say was oh you just didn't get the whole perspective of this character if you take a step back and see it from their perspective you realize this this and this it's different and then it changes everything this one was just like no this is just a different character and i appreciated that cuz it didn't it didn't feel like it had to shoehorn everything in in order to match up it was just like this is just a different continuity we'll take we're taking some core aspects of what of 101 dalmatians mythology we're flipping it around we're we're doing something unique with it and then kind of spitting it out there and seeing seeing what works and i like that because it doesn't i don't know i just like people being able to go off the rails and kind of do their own thing and put their actual mark on something without being beholden to a mythology and it got me guessing the entire time i do like that um, I, I think for me, I know what's going to happen. I think next week I'm going to have an argument for why. And it's not that I, again, I feel lukewarm enough about this feeling that it's not particularly important. Right. Cause like I said, it's entertaining at times, this, this overarching feeling that I have, it'll fade and it'll go away. Um, because there are things I really did like about it. So I really did like, um, Horace and Jasper. I liked her relationship with Emma Thompson. I really liked the music and I really, really liked the fashion itself. Um, and so there were lots of really good elements in And the filmmaking film. was just so like kinetic and vibrant and just full yeah. of motion that like it really propelled you through even a lot of the slow moments that the movie had. Yeah. Yeah. Danny, you were awfully quiet over there. No, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the discussion because I, I, I enjoyed the majority of this film for all the reasons that you guys have both spoke about. I loved how it looked. I loved the the, the acting in it and the um, the connection between all the characters. I liked that even though it was long, there was it there was like Mark Strong. I thought was a wasted person and a wasted character. Could have it didn't add enough to it, so it wasn't such a big impact. Spoilers out there when he came in at the end as someone that knew. Cruella was a baby and rescued her, etc. So there was there was a few downbeats for me, but overall I really enjoyed it. Something I'll run past you guys. How would you? It, it's that Disney logo above the Cruella name, right? It's that it's giving that impression that that's where it's going to be family friendly because it's got the House of Mouse logo on top of it. Um, I, I'm guessing that's a little bit the marketing. The first trailer, I didn't find the first trailer very entertaining, so that kind of made it a little bit difficult to know who this is for, but. What do you guys feel about this actually being a film about a person growing up in a different situation um, 
and eventually going through that whole story arc and someone saying, well, this could fit with one of our villainesses, Corella, mm. and the two met together. So someone already had this idea. Basically a diehard movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, so stolen from birth and grew up in a good household with a good mum and she ended up fighting between good and evil etc and someone at Disney or somewhere that could actually be a Cruella origin story hence the two mixing together because I thought that was really good I, I loved that I thought, thought she ended up slowly being a bitch like you were saying Jammer don't want her to be this way please grow up to be someone good because you, you seem to be a really nice person but we all know where she was headed and I liked that journey. I, I thought she did a really good job of shit. She went there. She's now a bitch. But then she, but she, but she didn't. But though. she didn't. Yeah, she pulled it back. And I think that's well, part of the thing that I didn't still, like about it. That's what I liked still about it. See Jasper, uh, treat Jasper and Horace like shit. I don't think except. so. I think that she was, apologized. That was, she apologized. Did she? she like I, th- I think she. Yeah, she did. That was what happened at the bottom of the second act when she nearly died, and they came. She's to like, I'm sorry, yo. They visit Mark Strong's house and she basically apologized and said that she wasn't, and she assured over and over again, she wasn't going to kill this lady. She promised and she yeah. didn't. Like everything, she helped her. I guess by that was her. I bought that as Cruella telling them what they wanted to hear, not Estella. Oh. I, thought I did not. I think, I think, I think she, she managed to sort of balance sort of her darker side along with her more human side. You know, was able to, to sort of tap into both. This is what I need to be in order to get somewhere and be ambitious, but this is still part of who I am as a human being. And there's a way yeah. where the two can actually co- coexist in a way that's relatively healthy, a way that isn't self-destructive. And you could say that there's a lot more to her story before she becomes the Cruella that we know from the original film, right? There's a few more years left in that. In I don't that. think Does so. She even actually have to, I don't even think she will become that I don't think person. she'll ever, she'll never become that person. I don't, I agree. Because, I mean, she freaking, first of all, we need to talk about the most disturbing aspect of this movie. Pongo and Perdita are related. Yeah. So. That's it. And they fuck. And they create 15 puppies. That's crazy. That's not cool. I don't like that. How do you know they're related? Because the, the, one of the three Dalmatians was pregnant at the very end. Yeah, but how do you know those the, three are related? There might just be three Dalmatians. Because... There was three Dalmatians. One of them became pregnant. Then yeah. the implication is that from the offspring, Cruella gave one to Roger and gave one to Anita, Pongo Perdita. How do you know that? So you are connecting it to the... Because what do you mean how I know that what? I think it's the implication based on the storytelling. No, no, no. But so Danny says, hey, is that where she's going to go? And you're like, I don't think that's the person that she's going to become. Why are you... Why am I assuming that, that Pongo and Perdita going to be fucking? Why, no, why That's are fair. you shoehorning the canon of the movie, the previous movie, into this? You don't know I that mean, that's what's going to happen. My point is, is that Pongo and Perdita are now related, so if they fuck, it's disturbing. That's all I'm saying. But you don't know that that's going to happen. That's true. I don't. I don't. I mean, they had um, Roger and Anita in this movie. You don't know that they will ever actually meet. That's true. We don't. And I, again, they don't meet. I think that that's the weirdness of this movie. Um, I like I like the idea of literally just taking all of the chess pieces and then playing checkers with them. Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, like like you don't need to play chess every single time. Sometimes you can just say, you know what, fuck it. 
I'm going to make my own game. I'm going to play checkers, except one of them's going to look like Cruella. One of them's going to look like Pongo. One of them's going to look like Horace and Jasper together. And then you just have fun with it. I don't like, I think that's, that's how things stay fresh is by taking things that we know and then just sort of flipping them on their head or shaking them around in a box and doing something different with them. That's what I liked about this is it it wasn't beholden to the canon and it was allowed to sort of breathe and do its own thing in its own way. So maybe the movie's not perfect, but I just think I felt creatively energized and entertained while watching it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm 100% with you on that. Yeah, for sure. It looked beautiful. Jonesy, about the music, because I think we the music uh jamie you like the music too did you you happy with the choice of music given the era that it was in the era that it was in i mean i can understand the argument that they were like lazy choices but at the same I time too, i thought there was too oh, much oh that's nick's argument i'm like wait who said that? Um, that's, nick's, that's nick's argument so i mean here's I the thing like i'm like every scene had a new song but over mm-hmm. the course of the movie i think that eased off a little bit and i think overall it seemed to work all right it did just seem to be every I time thought... there was a scene it was a different song yeah, it, it worked for me on an emotional level, but the the intel the uh, the what's what the brain level was like. Do I uh, do I like the do I like this? Like, am I gonna am I gonna think like, oh, it's lazy? And then I was like, why is it lazy? Because I recognize all the songs. Is that why it's yeah. lazy? Well, it's like yeah. zombie at the end of Army of the Dead. That's the argument. Sure. Okay, so they're on the nose in in keeping on the nose in terms of what the scene is trying to portray. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. And I, I totally agree with that argument then. But at the same time, I was still entertained by it. So I was, I I was laughing. Like... Fashion, that whole scene was was, was great. I, I was really and seeing London in that in that era as well. Obviously, there's a little bit of nostalgia there for me too. So I think that was great. Mm. I'm glad they were given that freedom to do that, whoever uh whoever was in charge of this, because I think that made that, the, that montage the costumes made the film better made it more believable for one better word. I think it's great. Beautiful. That fashion, that fashion montage where she basically upstages Emma Thompson's character throughout was fucking awesome. That was yeah. great. That was good. So good. I like the concert towards the, it was at the end of that montage where, um, mm-hmm. uh, Horace it was it Horace or Jasper. I don't Jasper. remember. Jasper's playing the guitar. Horace yeah. was on the DJ. I like right? that concert. Yeah. Like I thought so many good set pieces in this, a lot of great character motivation, beautiful set design, beautiful costumes, great filmmaking, great acting. I like this movie. Like it's it's hard for me to like see the other perspective. Like oh, this is just Joker. I gave it a seven. Yeah, like I like I think that's a positive review personally. But I mean, on my yep. scale, your scale is fucked up. So I don't know if that means positive on your end, but whatever. I still think so. Going to the ultimate question, do I think people should watch this? Um, I think it's a weird thing because Disney is trading on your familiarity with the character to get you in the door and then it's not the same character. And it's not even, as we've talked about, the character growing into, we don't think, the person that she's going to become either. So it's a weird kind of mixed thing. So I would still say for people that enjoy music and good set pieces and high fashion, all of that stuff. And if you like Devil Wears Prada, check this movie out. Um, if you came into this expecting to see Cruella Begins, no, not that. I mean, who's going in there and being like, oh, if I don't get Cruella Begins here, I'm fucking out. Is that one Cruella (laughs) stand out there who's doing, who's saying that? It's weird. Mm -hmm. That's weird to me. That's weird. I mean, 
come on. There was a 101 Dalmatians cartoon where she was basically Team Rocket. Like, whatever. <laughs> I, nothing's precious, people. Stop acting like it is. It hasn't been precious. He, he they, did the Vin milked, Diesel come at me, bro. They've milked the, the 101 yeah. Dalmatians franchise decades ago. This is nothing new. And don't act like this is the only thing that's ever done it. Get over I do yourself. Think, I do think that that's a good argument. Um, the idea. So it's it's a good argument, but as someone who hasn't been exposed to all of those iterations of it, um, I probably, I wouldn't necessarily feel Are you telling way. me you didn't watch 101 Dalmatians Patches London Adventure? Is that what you're telling me? I hate you. But the fact that there have been so many iterations of this, um, I'm of your mind. It's like, do something different. Who cares? Um, but it is, it's, it's hard to turn it off because I've been exposed to far fewer of those iterations, um, of the character. It's hard to turn off that idea, but from the perspective of this franchise has been around forever and they've just been milking it. Um, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I like this movie quite a bit. I'll probably watch it a few more times. At least it's the first premiere movie I've watched on Disney plus that I've been like, ah, I didn't regret spending that. I definitely felt that way. I felt I regret it with Mulan. I regret it with oh, Raya and the Last Dragon. And now I thought you liked Raya. Like, I thought it was fine, but I'm not, I didn't rewatch it. I don't care to go back and revisit it. This one I'll definitely revisit. Yeah, Mulan. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good job, Disney. I, I did not I did not uh, regret spending $30 on this one. And even if you're if you're gonna keep going back there and milking these properties dry, get filmmakers who are willing to take it and sort of twist it a little bit and make it unique. And I'll be happy. Who did yep. direct this? I don't, my mind doesn't even. Um, yeah. Craig Gillespie. Well, I don't know. When else, yeah. when else are I you going to watch a movie? Are you going to get mm. a chihuahua dressed up as a rat? Really oh, that was, that was awesome. That was great. Uh, I liked it. It's funny because the movie had so many different phases into it. I was like, oh, this is a heist movie. And then it like it did the heist, but then like it went past that into other movie. I was like, this is like a lot of different types of ideas Mash-ups. really thrown into yeah. one. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. You didn't quite know what you were going to get, right? Every every scene cut, you know, every change every change of pace is kind of fun. I mean, we did have a comedy fall into a giant cake, which you weren't yeah. going to expect. Yep. And yeah, that was there. So it was a do we had Pratt falls into a cake. Do we address any of Nick's criticisms that this is basically just a Joker clone? I think we've kind of no. kind of have done that, right? What about well, what about people that what what did you think about this, Jonesy? About the Dalmatians killing her parents? Yeah, that's that, her mom. It was stupid. Her mom. It felt to me like a rolled doll movie at that moment. Where it's just like yeah. his like like James Gen- James Henry Trotter's parents get eaten by a rhino that escaped from the zoo. That's what it felt like. And I was yeah. like, all right, that's weird. But I'll go with it because this is the world that we're in here. Yeah, I um, I did not like it. It did strike me as, I don't want to say lazy writing, but it was just stupid and it was silly. I, I, I feel like I would have to watch this again with new eyes to not be as bothered by it. But I do think that your, um, your analogy is accurate. So like the witches or some other kind of thing, like this felt like it, it could exist in that universe. 
Um, I think it will bother you less knowing how it how the film turns out to, at the end with the whistle, etc. Because when that scene first happened, I thought that's that's not done very well. Why are the Dalmatians running at her now? They're after the kid and they jump over the kid. They're they're dumb dogs. What's going on? That was silly. <laughs> and then when when you then see what happens later, it, mm-hmm. you realise, well, that's not exactly what happened. The dogs were then given a new target. That's why they jumped over. So it's still a bit odd that that's what's happened, but it made a bit more sense in the essence of the movie that that's what happened. I and I will say, it. yeah, go, the movie was the movie was long, and I know when Nick was watching it, he watched the first twenty minutes of her past, and then he was like, "I know twenty minutes that could be cut." You know, after the Dalmatians got killed, I'm like, <laughs> "That's like the foundation of the entire movie, dude." <laughs> it's like I don't know about that. Um, and one thing I will also give credit to this movie. This is the first movie featuring Dalmatians that shows Dalmatians for the fucking monsters they really are. Those things are very hyper, potentially violent dogs that and, and have gotten a pass in free media because of the movie 101 Dalmatians. And now we get to see just how how ferocious and, and over the top hyper they are. Like when they were destroying the couch in her her house. Like they were eating it all up. And I was just like, yeah, that's accurate portrayal. When there's a slow motion of them snapping their fangs, accurate portrayal of Dalmatians. Not to say that they're bad dogs. I'm just saying. Do they also like football? What? Do they also like football? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Yeah, they also very much like football. Um, But yeah, I just love that that Dalmatians are finally being accurately (laughs) portrayed in media. Okay. A a wrong writing. Just because people like football or dogs like football doesn't make them bad, Jammer. Okay. And when I say football, I mean soccer. Soccer. <laughs> soccer. <laughs> do you guys, uh, do you have anything else to say about this movie? Anything else? And, uh, Danny, obviously, you would, you would, yeah, I was going to say. I would recommend it. I would okay. recommend it for the same reasons Jammer said earlier. I would recommend it if you want to see something that is an original take upon characters that you're familiar with, but don't expect them to be the same characters that you've seen before. Okay. Yeah, I, I, definitely. All right. Well, I think that's it. You guys, you guys want to keep going? Do you want, do you want to do Who Watches? If we haven't done Who Watches in a very long time, we could also shut oh. it down. We shut it down. We shut it down. Shut it down. Can I sure can I do now. who watches? Can I do who watches? I just yeah. It's not even like a real. Are you watching anything at the moment? Please tell us what you're watching. So it's not even like a real who watches. It's an excitement. I want to circle it back to a conversation that uh, Jammer and I were having a very long time ago about uh, the programs on Apple TV, and me being pissed at Apple because they were not making their uh, application ubiquitous enough. So now. As of two days ago, they put the Apple TV app on all Android uh, devices. And I was like, holy shit, there's no reason for me to buy anything else. Uh, So I've had an NVIDIA Shield for years, and I think it's the best streaming box that I've ever owned. I think it's one of the best consumer purchases that I've ever owned. And with the advent of Apple TV Plus now being on that system, like I'm just, um, I'm so happy. Um, because I've been getting into so Mythic Quest season two started, and I just started uh, for all mankind, which I'm enjoying. I'm like three or four episodes in. Oh, so. that was the one that I was not a huge fan of. Really? I got. A, I think I watched one or two episodes, and I was like, I could tell this is well made, but I'm very bored. I like. I think I, so. One, I'm enjoying it, and two, I like Ronald Moore, so I am. 
I'm sticking with it because I think that he has really good sci-fi chops and where I think the story is going uh, could be fun. Like alternate history stuff is interesting. It can be fun. And I'm just glad that the alternate history stuff that we're watching isn't, you know, the Nazis win or slavery never ended. So I'll take it. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's that's someone who watches. As far as what I'm quote unquote watching, <laughs> after rewatching, after watching, not rewatching, after watching the, the Friends anniversary or whatever the fuck, the uh, reunion special, that back into Friends, been blowing through the seasons on there at night. It's a good show. Sorry, Jonesy. It's a great show. It's a classic for a reason. Uh, and then also, people keep telling me The Office is a classic. I'm like, just, it's, it's a show. I mean, yeah, they're all shows. But um, as far as anything else on my end, there was a Dragon Quest uh, 35th anniversary, I want to say, stream where they announced a bunch of stuff. And while there's nothing there's particularly interesting, like Dragon Quest 12 is coming, whatever. It'll happen in three years, probably. Um, it got me going back to Dragon Quest 11 on the Switch. I got about like 5 or 12 hours in before, and then I just kind of fell off. And now I just like hop back into it. I've been playing it for the past few days and it's fun. I'm probably going to fall off of it again soon. And then maybe something else will get me back into it to finally finish it. But yeah, it's a good time. It's a good time if you just like something that's a bit goofy and mindless and old school JRPG. Um, But if you don't like that, don't do it because that's exactly what it is. Yeah, like it is the JRPG. It is the the JRPG of JRPGs. Yeah. Danny. Yeah, I've, I've not been watching anything new. I've had a bit of a nostalgia um, burst over the last couple of days. So these two movies I've just rewatched. Don't no judgment. We can wrap up the show after this. I watched rewatched Mile Twenty Two um, um, with Mark Wahlberg, and I rewatched The Kingdom. Which one? Which version of The Kingdom? Uh, no, oh, uh, The Kingdom. The um, uh, oh fucking hell. Jamie Foxx. Oh, you know what? In my head, I hear Kingdom. You were of thinking Heaven. of the Ridley Scott one, right? yeah, no, yeah. The, the the more recent, more recent one, the the Kingdom with Jamie Foxx and Jennifer Garner, and uh, Mile Twenty Two with Mark Wahlberg. For no other reason than I saw them on Netflix and thought, I can't remember if they were any good or not. Let me watch them again, and we'll save it for another show. One was pretty damn good, and one was oh, okay. There's a reason why I haven't watched that again. <laughs> In all fairness. I'm not gonna tell you. Let's keep it suspenseful. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I don't no, want you to sleep fair- even more to worrying about that. <laughs> in all fairness, the uh, the whole like ah, oh, no other reason than oh, I want to see that. Like you mentioned earlier, Mark Strong was underutilized in Cruella. Yes. It encouraged me to go watch Kingsman. I decided to revisit the Golden Circle, which is the least, the lesser of the two Kingsman movies. But I was just like, eh, I'll watch it again. That movie is actually better than I remembered it being the second one. Yeah, it got a lot of hate when it first came out. I don't remember being as bad as all the hate for it. No, I mean, it's not as good as the first. The first one was really good, though. Like, I thought the first one was amazing. And then the second one wasn't nearly as good. But it's still, like, every single time I watch it, I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's that's actually more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Like, there was just weird stuff in there. Like, let's bring Harry back to life for no reason. Let's stick this tracker in this girl's vagina for no reason. Like, there was just weird stuff that happened in that movie. Interesting um, story on that. Do you know that uh, Joel Edgerton? Uh, <laughs> Not Joel Edgerton, Taron Edgerton. Put that in there. 
Yeah, he yeah, he. It was her boyfriend that eventually did that scene. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. why? Because it probably shouldn't have been in the movie. <laughs> that was exactly why he didn't want to do it. But the director said that's got to be done. Let's get the boyfriend to come in. There you go. Why so did it have to be done? The show with a hand down the panties story. I think it would have been funnier if he just ended up sticking the finger up her nose. That would have been more funny. <laughs> well, I would have liked that. that I actually would have liked that. Oh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> Stop seeing like that, Jam. All I can see is Corella's hair sticking out of your head. It's such a perfect shot. <laughs> a good shot that. So, dear listener, if you like what you heard, do all the socials. Like, rate, comment, subscribe, share. We definitely appreciate it. Also, LRM Online has other great programs for your listening and reading pleasure. Where else? On LRMOnline.com. We also have a Discord, so come tell us what you think of Cruella or any of the news that we've talked about on the show today. Jammer, where can you be found? You can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter and all of my books under the name AJ Cern on Amazon and Audible. And if you want to support me, go to patreon.com slash AJ Cerna, where you can get all sorts of fun updates and exclusives about upcoming stories that I will What about swag? Can I get swag? In the world. Get any swag? Get any Patreon swag? No swag. Fuck. No swag. Fine. Sorry. We do Damn, get we do get time. early access. We get we get um, uh, Patreon um, early access to content from Jammer. To content, but not swag. I want swag. I, yeah, I, you, I, you I get... view that as swag. I view that I, as no swag, swag is like is like is like getting a shirt or like a freaking little booklet or like a yeah. fucking bookmark or something. Or like a yeah, like a little a like trinket, a, little, a pewter tchotchkes. Yeah, tchotchkes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so yeah. we're getting that stuff, are we? Great. Anyway, no, I'm saying we're not getting that. <laughs> Great, Jam. I expect that in the post. Uh, Danny K. Bartlett on Twitter. Thanks to that, Jam. I look forward to receiving all of what you just said in the post very soon. Or I can't. <laughs> and you can find me at Sir Jones on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, right here on Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast. Folks, as always, thanks for listening, and we will catch you on the next one. Hasta lasagna. Mission accomplished. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not gonna take Nick's I'm not gonna take Nick's Nick's thing. It's his thing. That was such a long pause. You could like I know that was the pause. I left space for it. So then Nick can edit it in later. I've actually done that before. So I was on vacation and something happened. Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 